Hello ladies, if you are fed up, confused as hell, or just over all the drama around weight loss, you are in the right place. My name is Bonnie LaFrac and I am your host here at Unfuck Your Weight Loss, where I help you make weight loss easy, achievable, and even fun. Because what is more fun than becoming exactly who you want to be in the body you want to be in? Let's take the shame and bullshit out of dieting and weight loss and lose the weight for the last time. Ready? Let's go. Hey there, welcome back to Unfuck Your Weight Loss. I'm Bonnie LaFrag. Today is part two of female fat loss for women over 40. So let me just get to answer the biggest question. Is fat loss over 40 if you're female, if you're a woman over 40, is fat loss difficult, hard, harder, impossible? What is it? Different? And yeah, different. It's just different. And the reason being is your hormones are changing. Now, here's kind of, I guess, the interesting part is that all women are going to go through menopause. All of us are going in that direction. As long as you live, you're going to have hormonal changes. Now, I've had clients who go through early menopause, 39, 40, 41. I have clients who are 55, 56 and still getting regular periods. So there's not, you know, a one size fits all approach. Not everybody is experiencing the same things at the same time, but if you're a woman, and I'm guessing you are because you're listening to this podcast, and you're 39 plus, you have already probably noticed differences. The, the way you went about losing weight when you were 20 or 30 years old doesn't work right now. And it's not because it was more magical back then. Like The difference is, is that your body is different for a number of reasons. Your hormones The ones that help you burn fat, estrogen, progesterone, testosterone, DHEA, uh, those things are generally in decline. Also, things that could happen along the way when we're in our 20s and 30s, especially if you have gained and lost weight multiple times over and over and over, or you do a lot of dieting over and over and over, and maybe you're not that consistent with your strength training, what is happening is we are decreasing our overall muscle. So we are slowing down and lowering our overall metabolic rate combined with this lowering of our hormonal state. And we are going to have a harder time losing body fat. Doesn't mean it's impossible. It doesn't mean you're doomed. It doesn't mean you should give up. Why bother? If you're having those thoughts, this podcast is for you. A lot of what unfuck your weight loss is and what self-made is, how I help clients, isn't because we dial in the exact amount of chicken that you need to lose weight. The difference between four or five ounces isn't going to make a difference. What generally is happening for women is that we get impatient. We get, you know, get on the scale. And if after three days or five days or seven days or two weeks, we don't have like unbelievable results and weight is just falling off of us, we, ha- we just go into the, you know, fuck it mode. 
and we give up and we think it's not working or we have to eat less or work out more or I need a cheat day or all of these things that just take us away from being consistent. Consistency isn't three days. Consistency isn't Monday through Friday. Consistency is not two weeks of whatever. It's the long-term game. It's the long game. And how to play the long game is you're going to have to have a change in your mindset. It's not like you have to change everything about yourself. You're wrong. You're, you know, you're stupid. You, you know, all these, we have to rewire your brain. You need a lobotomy. I had someone tell me they needed a lobotomy, by the way, made me chuckle. And I get it. Sometimes we're like, what is wrong with me? But it's, it's not your fault, right? We live in a diet world and a quick fix world and Amazon prime world. Like literally a couple weeks ago, I got supplements like within seven hours from Amazon prime. <laughs> Like, okay, cool. I love this. But that's just not, you know, that's not the real world when it comes to fat loss. And while it's not your fault, it is your responsibility. There I said it. Like we can want, I want to lose weight. I want to keep it off. I want, you know, to find arms or a good booty or to fit into my jeans. I want all these things, but you have to be willing to do something about it. I know. Wow, wow, wow. I hear ya. I'm just as easily talking to myself as I am to you. So go back and listen to Female Fat Loss for Women Over 40 Part 1 if you have not already done that. And this is Part 2. This is more on the mindset stuff. So the Part 1 was more about, you know, the calories, the sleep, those things that I think our brains always go to. Like, tell me how. You know, what should I eat? How much should I eat? When should I eat? When should I not eat? Tell me, tell me if this food is good or that food is good or should I take out this or is my problem this? Like all of that stuff is just our brain thinking that we're missing the one thing, the one supplement, the one magic shot. And by the way, speaking of the magic shot, um, self-made is a great program for all women 39 and over who want to lose weight and keep it off, even if you're already taking some type of weight loss drug. Because here's the deal. You still have to figure out the root cause of why you had gained weight in the first place. I I would love to say that just taking a shot is going to be the be all end all. It could definitely help you lose weight. It could help your A1C come back into line. I think there's a lot of upside to that help. But I have spoken to many women who, you know, the weight loss stopped or they started falling back into old habits. And you still want to get ahead of why you might have eaten or be eating or resort to food and drink when you're tired, lonely, stressed out, feel rejected, feel unappreciated, feel unheard, or just want to create joy in your mouth. Okay. So I love a good top 10 list. I had the 10 things. um, I had 20. So I divided into two, right? That was the most logical thing. So we're going to start with number 11. And this is probably going to be, there's going to be one thing here that is going to be your big aha. I guarantee it. And if I'm wrong, I want you to message me on Facebook. I want you to email me. I want you to find me on Instagram and tell me that I'm wrong. But I think I'm right. So number 11, we're doing 11 through 20. Figure out why you're eating if you're not hungry. 
this is the big one. I mean, this sounds so, what a stupid question, right? Like what? You figure out why I'm eating if I'm not hungry. And so you can do this in a number of ways. The first thing you would have to know is that you need to recognize that you are eating when you're not hungry. You might need the awareness first. So becoming aware, not kind of, I think sometimes with habitual eating or mindless eating, we're kind of, it's kind of like sleepwalking. We're just going through the motions. We're unaware that as I pass by the candy jar or the cookie jar or the refrigerator or the pantry or the, you know, leftovers or what have you, that I'm just putting, you know, something in my mouth, the bites, the licks, the taste. We need the awareness around that. We need to be able to pause just long enough to ask, what kind of hunger is this? What kind of hunger is this? You could also ask, what do I really need right now? Or what am I hungry for? Okay, and this and the answer is not peanut M&Ms. <laughs> the answer is more like what are, you know, what is the problem here? What are you feeling? How or why are you looking to eat when you are not physically hungry? Now, here's the good news. What if you are physically hungry? Right? Totally different game. Then think about eating a meal, even if it's a small meal. What is the protein? What is the carbohydrate or the fat or the vegetable? What are we eating to satisfy our true hunger? But mostly, when somebody has weight to lose, it's not because they're eating only when they're hungry. And a little asterisk here, I'm not saying that you or me, all of us, we should only eat when we're hungry. (laughs) You should only eat when you're hungry. Like, no, I mean, I get it. Food is pleasurable. There's going to be times that you're going to eat dessert or you're going to eat more than you're actually hungry for because you're enjoying a special meal. But when we do that all the time, we, of course, are going to take in more calories than we actually need. Number 12, take it one day at a time. I think the biggest issue is that, you know, we get on these kicks, right? Welcome to January. We're going to get into a meal planning kick and a prep kick. And I have to plan out the whole week and the whole month. And I'm going to do all my planning right now. For the whole entire week, I need to know everything I'm going to eat and have it all pre-portioned in beautiful glass containers, blah, 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 blah. And here's the thing. Um, That can just derail us more than just planning for the day ahead of us, right? As soon as, oh, my refrigerator broke, or it was a snowstorm and I'm snowed in, or I have to go away on an urgent trip, or my dog is at the vet, or my kids are sick, or blah, I got COVID, whatever. (laughs) Something is coming. It's real life. Just plan for the day. I don't care what you're eating in five days. I, what are we doing today that is actually doable? We start to get really like the perfect meal plan and what I should be eating. But what about today? What is on your schedule? Where do you have to be? What, you know, is there Zoom calls? Is there a conference call? Is there pickup at school? Is there an assembly? Like, look at your calendar and plan for the day. Stop overwhelming yourself with, oh my gosh, this whole, you know, for the next seven days, I'm going to cook, you know, blah, 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 right? Until you get a flat tire. Number 12, 
Oh, that was 12. Sorry. 11 was figure out why you're eating if you're not hungry. Number 12, take it one day at a time. Number 13, be willing to assess and reassess daily, weekly, monthly, etc. Here's the thing. Assessing and reassessing isn't about <laughs> what our brain wants to do is judge. That was terrible. You did a bad job. That didn't work. This didn't work. You'll, you'll never figure it out. That's a mistake. Take away more food. Like I'm not suggesting that. I think if you want to have weight loss and you want to be able to keep it off and you want to do it in a sane way, right? Because part of why weight loss over 40 gets a little tricky as our hormones are in decline, our stress levels are going to be harder to handle. We are going to have, uh, we're going to notice dips with cortisol and insulin. And we want, we want to take care of that through making sure we have enough protein, eating at regular intervals, not drinking caffeine all day, not staying up all night, not doing ridiculous fad diets that slash all these calories. I had somebody tell me, that the cal- the diet that they used over and over and over and over again was 1,000 calories a day and, and exercising like five to six days a week. And I did explain to her, and she was a woman, a lot like myself, in menopause, 54 years old. I might be older. I'm not going to talk about it. Um, anyway, similar enough. And I just explained like, uh, yes, that would work. That would be a weight loss diet that would work a thousand calories, but you'll be burning off all your muscle. And so every, then every time you regain weight, you're probably regaining just body fat. So you're getting actually fatter and your metabolism is slowing down. And then you do it again and again and again and again. And when you're in your fifties or sixties and you're in menopause, guess what? muscle building isn't coming that fast. It's not like when you were 18 years old or 25 years old or 30 years old or 40 years old. It's slowing down. And so you need to protect that muscle. So reassessing um, is really just about, okay, let's look at the data. What do I have? Okay, I have a food journal maybe, right? Or I have my workout calendar, right? I have um, some way to see the plan I made Did I stick to my plan? What worked? What is working? What is good? Right? What is good in my life? What is, what am I doing towards my goals? Like give yourself some credit. When I say assess, I really mean like what is going well and always start there because it's very easy to find all these things are going wrong. This is wrong. That's wrong. This is a problem that our brains just go negative. So we have to, you know, get in front of that train, find the things that are going well, write those down. What is not going so well and what could I or would I do differently for tomorrow or for the upcoming week? Again, it's all just gradients, grades. It's not, it doesn't have to be drastic, right? If, if I got on the scale and it went up yet... I followed my plan. I drank water. I had great sleep. I worked out like all these things. Like I don't have to just slash away calories when I have the evidence that says, Hey, you know, I'm following my plan. I feel good. I feel rested. I'm, you know, I can see muscle definition or what have you. We're not, we're always, I know, looking at the scale to be the arbiter and be the assessor, right? The, the scale is the assessment and it's not, There are other ways for you to assess. And that really is just sitting down. It could be even just 
a couple minutes, take a look and see. Did you drink the water? Did you get the sleep? Did you go for a walk? How many steps did you get? Did you plan your food? Did you eat enough protein? Like, just look for the basics. Don't use the scale to throw you off, to change your plans, or to give you the, to be the one to give you the feedback, right? The scale is not a person. (laughs) And if it was a person, it would be the biggest, bitchiest, most horrible, like the toxic friend, right? The scale would be the toxic friend that you would have to get away from. But here's the interesting thing. We give the scale all the power. We, we create that toxic voice. We are the ones speaking to ourselves through the scale. We make the scale number mean something about ourselves, but that is not the assessment. Number 14, have written measurable goals. OMG, could you please? I know. I talk to women all the time. And if you're one of the women I've spoken to, thank you. It's so nice to chat with you inside my free group or through a direct message or an email. Obviously, if you get emails or messages and you have questions, please ask me. I always ask, what are your goals? What specifically are you looking to do? And a lot of people, I get it, I was this way too. I just want to be, I just want to be healthier. <laughs> I just want to be strong and healthy. Okay, what does that mean? Like that's so ambiguous and it's not going to get you anywhere. It's just not. It's so, it's fluffy. It's amorphous. It's a nothing burger. Listen to me. If you want to unfuck your weight loss, you're going to have to be more specific. Okay. With or without a scale, right? I don't care if you have a scale, you don't have a scale, if you want to use the scale, if you want to say, I want to lose 50 pounds, at least that's more specific. Then I want to be stronger. I want to be healthier, right? What is that healthier than what? Um, And so I want to push you on this. If you're unsure of what you want, get out a piece of paper and at the top of the piece of paper, write everything I want. Seriously, everything, all of it. And whether it's about your weight, your health, your looks, the clothes, you know, how you feel when you walk into a room, draw a picture of yourself, right? What, what kind of woman do you want to be? If you don't have this dialed in, it's really easy at night to eat Cheez-Its and drink wine and eat cookies and not go to sleep and do the bullshit you do because you don't have, we don't, we're not driving anywhere. It's like getting in the car and be like, where do you want to go? I don't know. I just want to drive around. Well, we're not going to drive around right? Gas is expensive. It's getting dark out. My astigmatism makes it hard to see at night. I don't like to drive at night. No, but seriously, it just is a big, you're just chasing your tail. We're just playing a game and you're not going anywhere. I can't help you. You can't help you, right? Whether or not I help you or not, you can't help yourself with, I want to be stronger and healthier. If you want to start there, then ask yourself, what does that mean? What does that look like? What does that feel like? How will you know? that you're stronger? How will you know that you're healthier? Are we looking at actual health markers? Are you tracking a cholesterol number? Is your blood pressure too high? Like be specific. 15. If you do suspect a metabolic problem, then you do want to solve that. One way to start without lab work is to focus on sleep, gut health, and three meals a day. So a couple things. For female fat loss, uh, over 40, I am a proponent 
in lab work. And the only issue is, of course, most of our physicians, I know I've gone down this road before, the average doctor, your average primary care, your average endocrinologist, your average OBGYN, not going to give you like much lab work to look at. They're probably going to do the bare minimum. They'll do a CBC. You know, they'll just make sure like, okay, this person's, you know, uh, white blood cell, red blood cell. Like there's no, you know, there's nothing that's really off base, right? They call that like the metabolic panel, the com- um, complete complete uh, blood cell, right? The CBC, is that what it's called? Anyway, basic stuff. If they test your thyroid, it's just the TSH, uh, they'll probably be happy to test your um, cholesterol. Sometimes you have to ask for your D3, your A1C. You're going to have to ask for more complete thyroid testing. They're definitely not going to test your free testosterone. Um, unless you're going to go to somebody who works with bioidentical hormones. Okay, So this particular podcast, I'm not going down that road about like, how do I do it? What do I look for? Because, because I do think if you're over 40 or over 50 and you are for sure having symptoms of hormonal changes where you're noticing, wow, you know, I don't have a lot of energy. I'm tired. I'm moody. My skin is dry, including the skin between my legs. <laughs> I think they call that vaginal dryness. Um, you don't have a sex drive. You don't have any drive. Uh, you're noticing like lack of muscle. Um, you're noticing body fat accumulated in your middle. You have hot flashes. You have night sweats. Um, you just, right? Like you just aren't feeling like yourself. And that would be a reason to go get some lab work. Now, without lab work, or to like, if you're not ready to start down that road or not sure, like the first or second or third step, et cetera, and so forth, there are some things to do. Obviously, cleaning up your nutrition will really help you feel better. If I'm eating Cracker Jacks all day, I'm probably going to have night sweats and hot flashes and feel like shit. I mean, let's be honest, right? My blood sugar is probably all over the place, which is affecting my cortisol, which is affecting um, my testosterone. Like, it's just not going to be, it's not going to feel good if I don't eat well, if I don't have high quality food, if I don't have protein, if I don't have vegetables, if I'm not drinking enough water, if I don't have a, you know, if I don't have the basics nailed down, I'm obviously not going to feel good. It's really hard to go to your doctor and be like, I don't feel good. And then they're going to ask you what you, what you eat, or they're going to ask you what you do for steps or exercise or working out and you're like, nothing. Well, okay, (laughs) leave the doctor's office and come back here. And let's just focus on some basics. I think sleep is a huge one, is getting to bed, having a whole routine, making sure your bedroom is set up. You know, funny story (laughs) the other night, not long ago, I think it was kind of warm-ish during the day where I cranked up the heat um, and then it was time to go to bed. And so it just didn't get cool enough that I turned the heat back down. And as I'm falling asleep, my husband's like, are you running the air conditioner? <laughs> I'm like, uh, I am. And he was like, you need to turn that off. You're going to like, he was like, what the fuck is wrong with you? I'm like, hello, I'm a woman over 50. I need it to be 62 degrees. Anyway, um, you need it to be 62 degrees probably in order for you to sleep. But focusing on sleep, focusing on gut health, right? It's pretty easy to go ahead and try some probiotics. It's pretty easy to tune into, okay, am I having regular bowel movements? 
Do I have diarrhea? Am I constipated? Like, what is going on with my gut? Do I suspect something is going on? And we can work on that, right? Sleep, gut health, and eating meals with protein. Specifically, three or four meals a day. Like, work on consistency there. And you might already notice a lot of changes that you might feel better, more energetic, less sluggish. You might feel that you're actually getting that nutrition, that you have an appetite, and that you um, can actually focus and function without a ton of caffeine, right? So nailing some of the basics. But yeah, as a side note, blood work, lab work, um, some hormones are better tested with saliva or urine. Um, Here's the thing too with hormones, or something metabolic that is happening with you, that also is not a quick fix. It it does take time to narrow down, A, what is not in balance, and B, how do we get it into balance? It's not a one-size-fits-all. And most physicians who work in the space of bioidentical hormones and they're good at their jobs, they realize this. They're not going to be like, here's 3,000 different things you're going to do today and all these changes we're going to make. Um, We got to start somewhere, right? So you don't want to necessarily take a shotgun approach and try all the things all at once and just be like, okay, I I found what's wrong with me and I'm taking all these hormones and it's going to be fixed. I've worked with thousands of women. Many clients even currently are like, yeah, I, you know, I'm taking hormones and they have the expectation like this is going to fix it. This is going to fix me. I discovered what is wrong with me. And here's the thing. It's like decluttering your house. You just don't find, oh my gosh, look how messy that drawer is. I'm going to fix it up and it's going to be set, right? Just like weight loss. You don't do all the things, lose the weight, the number on the scale appear, appears, and then you stay there. It's a constant. Your hormones are constantly changing from day to day, from moment to moment, from stressful situation to stressful situation. So it takes time to get that in line. But you probably, if you want to get it in line, you do have to you know, take the actions to do that. Things don't happen by waiting. Number 16, we all have mindset issues. Okay, our minds are negative, lazy, and greedy when left to their own survival instincts. That is the goddamn truth. I am not sitting here on my, you know, throne a pie thinking, oh my gosh, all of you are so messed up in the mind, right? No, I have a podcast called Unfuck Your Weight Loss because (laughs) I get it. I have had all of, you know, the mind drama around food and carbs and fats and calories and dieting and weight loss and the scale, all the things, anything you can tell me, anything you've said, anything you've done, anything you've tried, I'm sure I have too. You're not alone. The human brain is designed for that negative bias. It's a survival instinct. Our brains are constantly scanning the horizon for what's going to go wrong. I had somebody tell me, speaking of the negative, I had somebody tell me, well, yeah, I'm getting closer. I'm getting closer to wanting help, Bonnie, except I just don't want to pay for something that's not going to (laughs) work. And I was like, right, of course not. I get it. I don't want to pay for something that's not going to work. Yeah, nobody does. But that's, that's more of a, that's a mindset thing. That's a belief issue. I have a belief issue that I can't lose weight or that I will make a bad decision, or I won't be able to follow or do the work 
in order to change what I want to change. And I bring that up because I get it. I get it. I've spent, I don't even want to think, tens of thousands, hundreds of thousands of dollars in my journey to where I am right now. And it wasn't all wins and it wasn't all uh, well planned out. But I knew what I wanted. And I still invest in myself. I still have coaches. I still have coaching. I still am going through the process. But don't, um, don't give up on yourself and don't be down on yourself when you notice that your brain is doing brain things. I have a saying that a lot of my friends like. A lot of my friends, my teammates, my staff, they like the saying because it's so true. People do people things. And the reason that people do people things is people have human brains. Brains, human brains do human brain things, which are look for problems, be resistant to change, stick to what's always worked in the past, always try to replicate the easy way, take the shortcut, do whatever, the least amount of work. (laughs) And that's just how our brains are built. So it does take time to think about things differently, to show up for yourself differently, to make lasting change. Otherwise, right, if it was just a flip of a light switch, we would all be young, forever, rich, beautiful, have 10 million boyfriends, all of them that look like Tom Selleck. But that's just not the case. It just, (laughs) we all are humans with crappy mindsets sometimes. Mm. And here's the thing. The reality, you can lose weight with a shitty mindset. Absolutely. Does it make it harder? It does. It does. It it feels like a slog. Um, But you can. I'm, you know, and I've said this before, I'm not, I'm not Susie Sunshine over here. I'm a generally negative person. (laughs) I am like always playing devil's advocate. I poke holes in a lot of things. I am quick to say no or to quick to get pissed about things, um, but also quick to forget about it. And I have to work on my mindset a lot all the time. And everyone, everyone does. Everybody who wants that next level in their life, somebody who wants to lose weight and keep it off, somebody who wants change or, uh, that, you know, if you're trying to build a business or a relationship or something for your future self, it's, you know, it's going to take time. You don't lose weight and keep it off without work. You don't change your mindset without constant work. Number 17, No one else has to be on your side but you. Here's the thing. It does not matter if your family, your spouse, your parents, your coworkers, your neighbor, your sixth cousin, doesn't matter what anybody else thinks, what they do, or what they say. Because guess what? You can't control them anyway. Who cares? You have to let them, you have to let other people do other people things. You have to have your own back. You have to like your reasons for why you want to lose weight and keep it off. You have to hold yourself accountable for your goals, for what you want, okay? Stop looking around at other people, right? I don't care if your kids are picky eaters. (laughs) So what? They'll figure it out. You'll figure it out. We can all eat different things at the table, 
we can, okay? But really, no one else has to be on your side but you. Do you even have your own back? I'd start there. If you don't have your own back, you don't feel convicted about who you are and what you want and where you're going, why would anybody else, okay? Let's put up a little one of those signs like you for president, you, right? I vote for you. 18, basic cooking for weight loss is not hard. If you don't want to cook, then that is a whole other topic. (laughs) But there are so many options to have meals delivered or purchased. You're going to pay one way or the other. Okay, so this comes down, this is really about food prep and how, you know, this comes to be an obstacle, right? I don't have time. I don't have time for food prep. I don't like to food prep. I'm a picky eater, blah, 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 blah. Okay, right? Well, we have to eat, so we're humans. We have to eat something. Okay, you do. You have to, whether you drink protein shakes all day or you, uh, you know, eat purse chicken out of your briefcase, I don't care. You eat protein bars all day, you're going to eat. And so figure out what is the easiest way for you to get what you need. Is it, I have, you know, Every Wednesday, I buy three salads at Panera, so I have one for Wednesday night dinner and two for Thursday. Is it that you do a meal delivery service? In my area, I don't know, I have listeners all over the world now, which is insane, right? You have places that do meal delivery. There's, in my area in Massachusetts, there's a company called Feast and Fettle. No, I don't, they're not necessarily like low calorie or carb conscious or whatever. They're just regular food, right? But I, I'm lazy, so I... Like, I'll order salads, I'll order steak tips, I'll order burgers, I'll I'll order pre-made stuff, but not all the time. Probably once a month, I'll probably order from them and I'll have enough food for five or six, seven days. And it is just for me. Sometimes I order stuff for my family. They uh, have pulled pork sliders, for example. My family likes pulled pork sliders. I really don't love it either way. I mean, I guess I could eat it, but I get things for them as well. Um, I have tried every meal I've I'm trying to think, a meal plan or meal prep company, a lot of frozen ones, um, all all different kinds out there. Things that arrive to you fresh, things that arrive to you frozen. Um, I've done it all. And why not try some of these things? Even if you get a couple meals or a couple days worth of meals, um, or you just do basic cooking and you just understand that sometimes food is just food. And then when we want to go out with our friends, when we want to go out for our birthday, when we want to go to our favorite pizza place, we go get a party in your mouth. But for regular day-to-day stuff, is it okay that I have salad with chicken? Is it okay that I have a sandwich? Is it okay that I have a protein bar? Is it kind of boring and the same shit all the time? Yeah. Uh, Most of us eat the same things over and over and over and over. We just do. If you like a particular... um, you know, type of protein bar, or you really into ground turkey and you want to make tacos and you want to make, um, you want to put ground turkey over spaghetti squash or with zoodles, or you like it with rice or you, whatever. There's not one way to lose weight. The way not to lose weight is to try to cut too many calories, to be overly hungry, to be stress eating, to walk in the door after work and just start eating all the way through dinner and all night long and sit on the couch and treat yourself. Like that's the stuff that's getting in your way. The other stuff, like how to eat for weight loss, it's honestly, it's not that hard. When we're over 40 though, us trying to cut too many calories, not preserving and conserving muscle mass, 
Going really long distances without eating is very stressful to our body. A lot of women are doing those intermittent fasting windows that are not conducive to your hormonal state. Again, if you're already if you're taking bioidentical hormones, you you know obviously probably aren't noticing that effect. But a lot of women over forty are trying to fast their way um, to permanent weight loss, and it does not work. Um, get some basic cooking skills. Right. I mean, I am not a good cook, but I can cook. I can make it not raw. And um, I'm lazy and I like to eat. So I have to figure it out. And it could be really basic. So don't let this idea of I get bored. I need variety. I'm picky. Well, then what are the things that you like? And again, going back to our brains, of course, we're picky right? Our brain is finding all the reasons why this won't work or that won't work, or I can't lose weight because I'm picky. That's just, sorry, but let's call it out as a story. It's just your mind. It's just brain BS essentially, right? This is why I can't lose weight because I'm picky. You're not special. Lots of people are picky. It's called having preferences, right? It's okay to like certain things. It's okay to not like certain things. Don't eat the things that you don't like. That is a weight loss tip for you right there. Number 19, Own your environment. And that goes for all environments, like your social media feed, your nightside, you know, your bedside table, uh, your bedroom, your kitchen, your, you know, cubicle, wherever you are and wherever you go, your closet. Own your environment. How could you make it more conducive to your goals, to your weight loss, to feeling good, to feeling excited and motivated? How could it be more in line with who you want to be, right? Are you bringing in to your, to your kitchen, to your pantry, to your refrigerator, a bunch of junk that calls your name at night, right? Are you um, not taking control of your friend circle? Are you hanging out with people that aren't rowing in the same direction that you are? Are they you know, just want to drink and smoke and eat, you know, French fries all weekend. And you kind of think, hmm, maybe I'd rather find, you know, some friends from the gym. That's up to you. That's your environment. It's really hard to rise above, you know, an environment of people or things that are not set up for where you're going. Sometimes that's a hard truth, but it is a truth. And if you're not where you want to be, there's no one but you to blame got no one but yourself to blame. Do you remember that? Um, No, in all honesty, that is part of, that's a big part of weight loss or a change in your level of fitness, of health, of wellness, of well-being, is we do sometimes come to a place where we realize, hey, you know what? I might have outgrown a relationship. I might have outgrown this friend circle. I might have outgrown these hobbies. I might have outgrown this job. I might have outgrown, you know, living in the desert, I want to live by the beach, or what have you. And not everything can be changed all at once, but there are some things that you do have control over. You can say yes to, and you can say no to. Most women that I know are in charge of the foods that come into the house. And, you know, if you're buying it for someone else, I'd really question, you know, do they really need it? Do they need to have all that candy? Do they need to have those cookies and that ice cream and that wine? Right? Is it just easier for right now as you're learning how to say, you know, no thank you, how to say I'm not hungry? Like as you're practicing some of that, is it easier to not have that in your house? 
right? We're not going to be able to avoid difficult situations our entire life. This isn't about locking yourself up, you know, in some kind of pristine gym with no like snacks, right? That's, you know, go, that's like going to the fat farm. I've had people tell me that too. I need a lobotomy and I have to go to the fat farm. Um, we're not going to have an ideal situation. We're always going to be surrounded by food or drinks or other people that, you know, we might not agree with or might not like, but in your own home, in your own spaces, your environment, what are you choosing and what are you not choosing? Take responsibility for it. And then lastly, number 20, figure out what thoughts or feelings are tripping your trigger, right? This is going back really to where we started, which is what are you really hungry for, right? And so, If you look back over the course of a a normal day in your life, right, a lot of times we start to notice trends. It's very, it becomes very predictable. For a lot of my clients, it's when they get home. So they get home, it's four o'clock or five o'clock, you know, it's after a full busy day. They got up early, they got the kids ready, or they got out the door, they traveled, they had a lot of meetings, they were in their car, they were busy, you know, they were too busy to eat, Um, they're going a mile a minute, they're making a lot of decisions and you get home and that transition from doing a million things and having a million, you know, like work still isn't done and you're on the phone or you're trying to navigate traffic or pick up or whatever. Sometimes that transition into your house is like, oh, well now I realize how hungry I am or how tired I am. Or thank God the day is over or shit, the day's not over and I still have more work to do. And oh my God, the house is a mess and the dog took a crap <laughs> in the kitchen or wherever they did. Like you come in and there's now more problems, right? Something didn't go right. Somebody left something out or dinner isn't ready and I'm starving and then I start and that's it, right? There's something that is happening um, either situationally coming into a messy house or um, not leaving the office at the office or just these thoughts of, I'm so tired, or I deserve a break, or I'm starving, or I didn't have any time for myself, or I have more work to do, or this, you know, find the thought, find the feeling. Maybe it's just a feeling of exhaustion, or dread, or um, overwhelm. Find out what is tripping your trigger to eating. To, to opening the Cheez-Its, to pouring the wine, to eating the cookies, to snacking all through dinner, to getting more food, to sitting on the couch or at the counter or scrolling social media or playing games, whatever, eating when you're not hungry. Sometimes, you know, when you are overly hungry and you have this burning desire, like an urgency, like a real true urgency to eat. Your blood sugar is dropping. You're getting hangry. That's all real. And it's hard. It's, it's not as soon as you start eating that you feel immediately better. It takes 10, 15, 20, 30 minutes of having to eat and letting the food, like letting your blood sugar come back up. Um, and what happens is that we can just keep eating and eating and eating and eating and eating and my blood sugar might go up higher than I need it to or go up and come back down, you know, and then, then I go get the brownies or the popcorn or what have you. So, um, really take a couple minutes, think about what is happening to you on most days, right? Or is it a weekend thing? Is it, um, You know, is it only for work events? Is it about your home or your kids? Is it vacation? Is it something that happens at work, right? Like figure out what is tripping your trigger, right? What is it? And we can't always change, right? The who, right? We can't 
make other people go away. But we can figure out what are the thoughts and the feelings that are driving us to eating when we are not physically hungry. We are emotionally hungry, right? Or we are looking to create joy or looking to get away from some type of negative feelings. That's what we're trying to figure out. And when you can figure that out, you start to master permanent weight loss and specifically fat loss. Because just making the scale go down, although that's fun and it gives us a big hit of dopamine, we want to lose body fat. We want to keep our metabolic rate as high as it can be. Because as we age, we're going to have a harder time building and keeping that muscle mass. Think about building and keeping, maintaining that muscle mass as like currency. And keeping a full bank account of that will help you keep the weight off. Okay, that is what I have for you today. I'm so happy that you joined me here at this podcast. Make sure you are in my free group, Food, Fitness, Fat Loss for Women Over 40. And I would love to help you this year in 2024, lose the weight and keep it off for good. Why don't we get together if you're thinking that you'd like my help as well on any of this? You can schedule a call. My call link is in the show notes. Have a great week. Thank you so much for tuning in to Unfuck Your Weight Loss. The next step, of course, is to take action on something we discussed because implementation beats information all day long. If you enjoyed this podcast, thank you for being here and please leave a review wherever you tune in for all of your podcasts. Please be sure to subscribe so you never miss an episode. Looking forward to dropping all the F-bombs with you next week. Have a good one. You're a smart woman. You're accomplished. You run your house, a business, manage people, you manage money, you take care of the kids. Maybe you take care of your parents. You make all the plans, take care of the pets, you run the world, and often feel like you do do it all. And there is just one thing you may have not yet mastered. Though it's not because you haven't tried. It's not because you don't have enough discipline or willpower. Many women, and maybe you can relate, feel like they do not have time or should not take or allocate any time for their own needs. Plus, two other things. Dieting and being in our 40s and 50s may have created some hormonal instability. And you might not have figured out how to handle all of life's ups and downs, how to not eat and drink your feelings. So if you're 39 to 59 plus and you're ready for permanent weight loss results without giving up all of your favorite foods or locking yourself up for 12 weeks at a time or bringing your own food to every occasion like that purse chicken, (laughs) let's make this year the one where you lose the weight in a new way. My coaching program, Self Made, is for all things metabolism, mindset, and making shit happen. Yes, we have weekly accountability, one-on-one coaching, and all the tools, techniques, and strategies I have used to create a lifestyle that is not another full-time job of dieting. So if you'd like to set up a free strategy call and find out if this is what you want, please go ahead and grab a spot in my personal calendar. The link is in the notes below.